Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Mark from Momentum Kickboxing out of London, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have you here to learn more about what you do within your fitness business. But really, before we dive in too deep there, Mark, give me a brief backstory here. What was it that led to you, you know, getting started as a business owner in this fitness industry? Well, um, it was it was my uncle, really. He was a former World European kickboxing champion. Um, and I was at I was in my house. Um, currently going through bad times and then my uncle just sort of grabbed a hold of me took me in and then he, he brought me into the business and we just started to I'd done his books and got all his accounts ready and sort of done that side of it while teaching and everything else um and yeah and then it just sort of progressed from there that's awesome and, yeah, so it's kind of like a family it started all out as like a family business yes, and yeah. um you kind of learn the ropes as you went. And now here you are, you've been doing this for quite a while. I think you said like 20-ish years, 20, right? 20, yeah, 21 years now. Yeah, so quite a while. And so um, Mark, give us your elevator pitch of your business. Tell us more about Momentum Kickboxing, who you are, what services you have to provide. Kind of paint a picture for us. Okay, so Momentum Kickboxing is, um, as you know, it's a kickboxing studio. Um, we, we provide one-to-one um, groups and, and um, semi-group privates. We, do, we base our stuff off American-style kickboxing, but we also do Muay Thai, MMA, and other, other styles. Um, we've got personal trainers and everything else in there. Um, nice. And we're more of a, a, a private studio. So it's a very personalized studio. It's not massive. But um, it's a member's studio only. So, yeah, that's, that's how we, we kick it. Okay. I love it. I think that kickboxing is a really cool model because there are a lot of people who think that, you know, normal workouts, circuit workouts, things like that are kind of, like, boring. So for those types of people, they can really find a place in the kickboxing. And it's a great, like, type of skill that helps with um, a lot of different things. So uh cool cool kind of uh area there that you're in now i want to ask you you know when you look at the business right now mark talk to us about the size like what's the square footage of your space how many members do you have uh, at this time yeah okay so we've got about 200 members we've got a 2000 square foot building um obviously it's guarding the change rooms and everything else area but um it's a it's a great size um it's like I said, it's very personalized. So um, everyone that comes in, they all have their own personal programs. It's really nice and um, it's unique within the area that I work in. Um, it's yeah. not like a normal sort of rough, ready sort of kickboxing gym. It's a little bit more um, boutique, so to speak. Um, yeah. But it's, okay. it's very, it's, 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 yeah, it's a lot cleaner than most sort of kickboxing gyms out there and around us. So. It's a, it's a different, 
style of kickboxing. Yeah. I like it. I personally am really invested into the boutique style fitness. Like I like yeah. going into a place that's really clean and like trendy. Friendly. And it sounds like yeah. that's like the place. Um, okay. So, you know, with 200 members, is that a place, Mark, where you guys feel good? You feel comfortable? Or are you looking to kind of hit the gas? and welcome more members into the facility. Oh, we're, we're always willing to welcome more members. Yeah, yeah, we're always willing to welcome more members. Um, we, um, we were, I said, we're, we're trying to um, uh, brand out now. We're trying to get um, another smaller um, place going as well as this one, which will be a little bit more red tapes. Um, but it's, it's, it's going well. It's all going very well. Yeah. So, you know, with this current facility and when you move into the next facility, what what would you consider? Like, how do you aid that growth process? How do you guys find your clients? Because I think that's like the hardest part for most people in this industry is like, hey, how do we get people to come through the door of our space? So yeah. Share your perspective there. OK, a lot of it's word of mouth. I mean, a lot, a lot of what we do is word of mouth because because of the style of um, gym we are, um, people talk. And if you're doing a good job, people will, will talk about you and people will um, sort of um, tell all their friends and everything else. But we do have, our websites are doing well um, and, and Instagram and all of the other sort of multimedia um, things that we can do are, are, are working for us at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's, how can I explain it? It's a, um, we try to do as much as we can, whereas promotion is with, we do a little bit of flyering. We don't do much because it doesn't bring in that much. Um, so internet is pretty much our, our go-to at the moment. And we've got a board outside that people can just scan as they go and um, get all the information that they want. So they don't feel um, intimidated by coming in. Nice. Are you guys in an area with a lot of foot traffic? Um, not huge amounts. Not huge amounts. We've got um, there is there's a station quite nearby, but we're in a sort of more of a residential area where um, everyone knows everyone, sort of thing. So, okay. um, yeah, word of mouth is. So, so you noted there that word of mouth is a really big part of how you have grown your business thus far, and I love like in this industry, everybody I talk to loves word of mouth because it's free, right? We don't have yeah. to spend any money to get new clients through word of mouth we just have to have an amazing service that our clients um will talk about and naturally we're going to grow and it feels really good because we're not spending yeah. any money and it means that our clients trust us that they want to go talk about us. Exactly. but when we look at you know scalability and we look at you know numbers and predicting them we can't really do that through word of mouth so when we look at opening up a new business or a new location we can't say like, hey, we're going to open up this location and within the first month, we're going to have 150 clients through word of, of mouth. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not um, measurable, right? So people supplement that with other things. And it sounds like you guys have done that with websites, with uh, Instagram. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys do on Instagram, on Facebook, because that is a great way for people to grow their businesses these days. Okay, so on, on well, on my Instagram, my Instagram's mainly is about, um, it gives little bits of snippets of what we do. Um, plus, I put in a little bit of personality into it, which makes makes people sort of gravitate towards, towards me a little bit more. Um, and the friendlier you are, the more people are willing to sort of 
check out your business, really. Right. So if you're if you're a rough and ready kickboxing gym, because we produce champions, but if you're a rough and ready kickboxing gym, people are a lot more intimidated to come in. So we've taken that element and sort of switched it up slightly, where we've become a little bit more um, friendly, friendly base, but we produce the goods. Okay. So that's how. Um, so yeah. on it on Instagram, you're showing like the real life, like real members, what it would feel like if they were to walk in through the front door of your yeah, from, we're from beginners to intermediates to advanced people. We just show we show everything. Nice. So right. that, it, it makes a difference. So it doesn't yeah, matter. I, I would yeah. agree. I yeah, would agree with you. First lesson to your last lesson, you'll see it all. Okay. Yeah. I think that, you know, personally for me, anytime that I'm looking at going to a restaurant, going to a gym, I look up their Instagram page first. So, yeah. like, and, and that's how a lot of people, especially like millennials, Gen Z, that's how they like search for places. So, Props to you for really showing off that, you know, what it feels like on the inside of the gym, uh, yeah. because that's how people kind of make a decision if they want to come or not. Uh, with Instagram, with Facebook, have you guys utilized kind of that paid ad to reach people who might not um, already be following you? We, well, I, I have, I have, I have, um, I branched out for a period of time in order to, to initially grow. So I started to pay to pay for ads and stuff like that to initially grow. Once I I I grew enough that I couldn't sort of take on anymore, I I stopped and then I started to build um, more people to sort of help me out. Right. So I started building yeah, more um, instructors. So yeah. yeah. So okay, well, yeah. Now, now it's time to fill their boots and and obviously and make sure that they're they're earning. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's a that's a really great point. I mean, there becomes a certain point where it's like, hey, we're getting a steady flow of clients coming in through advertising. Um, no, we're kind of fill, filling up. We need to focus more on other elements of the business. And yeah. there are ways to grow without, you know, saying, hey, we need a hundred new members. Like we can grow within our business, and that also, you know, helps. So. I guess my next question would be, you know, what does growth look like for you guys? Like, what's that next big step? What do you really need to focus on right now? Um, I think I think we we need to focus on um, getting actually getting more instructors in. Um, we need we need and I probably need another two two instructors um, because I want to branch and make another um, and and grow another business on the sideline. So I need somebody to be able to sort of manage the property. I'm well. I've got my cousin who's who's also world European champion. He's covering that main business, and then um, I will go off and start another one, and then okay. hopefully um, get that going, and then get somebody else to run that, and then go and start the next. So okay. that's the so idea. Give us kind of your idea of what this new business model will look like. Um, the new business model will be more pers personalized gym. It's going to be a more sort of gold standard member gym. So um, it will be like 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 the, the last gym, it will be even more boutique-y. Um, so it will be catering for high, well, I say high-end clients, but uh, people that are willing to pay a certain amount in order to to, um, to train really, um, and have that one-to-one -one sort of 
really personalized um, feel to it where you know everything about them, they know everything about you, and it's it's really just um, a connection between between you and the client. So, okay, so yeah. So kind of like a personal training style gym is like what the new business model looks like. Mm. I would for say the, for the for, yeah for this for this the next gym I'm going to which yeah. is a smaller gym and then if okay. once I'll once that gets going then the bigger gym will be more for um, building people up and I will hopefully doing more because I want to go more into the professional boxing route as well so um, trying okay. to get that 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 kicked off and maybe more of a gritty gym or um, okay. what I yeah. So, so I want three styles of gyms kicking off so that, that people yeah. can have a choice. So I like that. A lot of different yeah. business models there. So that's that's yeah. fun. And um, how far out would you say that you are from getting this next gym done? Um, the, next, the next gyms, it's literally, hopefully by the end of the year, that will be kicked off. Um, and then and then the, the, the final plan, the final... Um, big gym which I want um that will be within the next three years three to five okay. depending obviously because of the the climate at the moment you just don't know what's what's happening um yeah. so yeah we've got to be it's a little hard to predict I mean yeah. we've had a crazy couple of years here so um and, it is and we're gonna to have predict. a crazy few more so <laughs> yeah what's your plan to fill the the new personal style gym what's your plan to fill that like as soon as you open your doors to have this space filled with clients well fortunately the next style gym will be um, close to it'll be it'll be high footfall so we'll have we'll have the um footfall walking past so it's right next okay. to the station it's um location with location is um, everything so um it's right next to the station it will have all the things that um we need, we'll make sure that it's, it's brightly lit and it's got all the um, accoutrements to go with it. Um, it's, it's, um, I'm gonna say it's, it's hard to predict because you don't know, but we, we hopefully will have, an, I mean, because of the area that we are in, we're in like the St. John's Wood area, which is quite um, affluent. Um, we should get the, the right sort of clientele in, but you never know. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Because of the amount of footfall we're going to have, because um, there's literally going to be thousands of people walking past where we are, because we're on the main high road. So it should it should bring in the... Yeah, definitely bring in some foot traffic and, you know, uh, that, that will help. Of course, supplemented with other things, making sure that you have your presence on social media and that, course, yeah. you know, all of those things, they kind of couple together. But you know, before we run out of, you know, time, I do want to ask you a couple more questions. The next one that I have for you would be, you know, looking at your business, what would you consider to be the biggest challenge, the biggest bottleneck that you're facing? And what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming that? I think there's a lot of value by us, not only talking about the good stuff, the great stuff, but the stuff that's challenging that we're in the hardships that we're going through. You know, the, the, the most challenging thing about doing this is, is actually finding, um, good instructors and finding people that are, are personable um, because, because they make your business. So your, your staff are the ones that make your business. So if you've got staff that can really um, hold on to clientele 
um, and and keep people talking about you, then it's it's easy to maintain. But it's hard if 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 people are just not um, connecting. Um, so that's why that's probably the biggest the biggest challenge is making sure that staff and making sure staff are happy, um, and they're getting the most from from what they need what they need out of it. Um, yeah, I, I th I'll tell you, you're not alone. I'm talking mm. to people all around the world and that's like a real challenge that I hear a lot of gym owners facing. And when you look at the industry too, and we look at coaches, instructors, like it's pretty transient. People kind of come in and then they leave. But what we need to try to do as, you know, um, business owners in this industry is create career opportunities for these people. We don't yeah. want somebody who's going to come in for a month or two and then leave. We want somebody who wants this as a career. And that's when we have to kind of dive in a little bit deeper and look at the opportunity that we're presenting them. Are we presenting yeah. them an opportunity to help them grow and develop as a person, as a leader, as a coach? Because a lot of times I think people hire coaches or instructors and they just say, all right, go swim on your own, figure it out. Right. And yeah. that's when we run into that kind of churn with employees like employees leaving it's just because we're not providing enough value so what exactly. value do you think that you provide to your coaches to like get them to stay around long term well well what i try to do is um one i've been on the other side of the fence so i know how it feels to be in their shoes so automatically making sure that they they feel um wanted and they're getting a, they're getting something from you as well so obviously i teach my instructors uh -huh. um, so i give them i give them a lot of me in order to, for them to, to progress in themselves. And I give them the opportunity to say, if, if you want help to um, branch out and, and open up your own, I'll be there for, for you to do that. Um, and, and give you that, 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 that guidance in order to do so. Um, and loyalty, and that will produce loyalty within my, within my instructors. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that's generally what I have I have to do in order to keep them them loyal to me. Yeah, um, and, and they're grateful, and I'm grateful for them because they they are my business. Absolutely, our coaches are, you know, the front end, the front line of our business. So we really have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to give them that opportunity to develop them. Uh, the next question that I have for you here is like, I like to call it the magic wand question. So if I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams and goals for momentum kickboxing, this location have come true. What would that picture look like for you? Ooh. Ooh. What does it look like? Well, uh, I think it's just, I, I think if I'm being basic about it, it's, it's just making sure that it's thriving. Um, it's it's always got that footfall. It's always um, you're never right. you're never stuck without somebody coming through the right. door. Um, you you want you want that. And weirdly enough, most people I say I want that status that people mention your name and then they know who you are instantly. That's that's the sort of gold magic sort of one thing theory that I'd have. So where if you mention um, like, you know, they've got, um, well, we've got Pure Gym or Virgin Fitness or Virgin Active or whatever it is. People, people will name, oh, yeah, go Momentum Kickboxing. They're the lead on this or the lead on that. And that would be the ideal. And then open, hopefully opening up seven or eight more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So just continuing to grow and build a community. Like you want a place where anybody is comfortable walking in and working on themselves through health and fitness. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 life. it's life coaching what we do. Um, it's, it really is. It, it, it becomes a sort of, um, because people talk about their problems, they have their, they have their woes and you've been through experiences yourself as a person. So you know how to interact and have that communication with people. So it's, 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 it's important for you to, to maintain that. Um, and I, I, I love what I do. So therefore it's easy. I wake up every morning happy. So it's all right. <laughs> Absolutely. If you had to share a word of advice with somebody fairly new to this industry, maybe they were just starting their own personal training business, like what would you have to share with them? What would be that advice that you would want to give somebody? Um, be aware that our business is seasonal. Um, during, during the summer seasons, you will be quieter than other seasons. And um, you have to take, make sure that you've got um, stuff put aside for, for those, those occasions. Um, also, persevere persevere because realistically if, if when you just when you think that it's all going downhill it shoots back up again so yeah. yeah I mean it's done that to me thousands of times and I'm like okay I don't know where I am but then suddenly I'm back on top again and I feel great so yeah it's just yeah just keep with it um and give as much of yourself as you possibly can um without obviously um leaving yourself open to onslaught <laughs> so yeah. continue to persevere push through um you know obviously the past few years have been really crazy and if you know you've proven that hey you know we're gonna make it through through this yeah. um, and you're you're thriving though. you're doing really really well and it's because yeah. you didn't let that bring you down so oh no you, yeah you have to adapt you have to adapt life's about adapting so um, and that's what we do as kickboxers. We have to adapt even when we're fighting, we have to adapt. So, um, yeah, it just means that when something changes course, just motion, motion with it and see what happens. Um, yeah. And even if it feels scary, push forward. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what is the Instagram page for Momentum Kickboxing? Where can we go to find you online? Oh, oh Momentum Kickboxing. That's, that's, that's all you have it. to type in that's Instagram. Easy. That's it. That's it. That's, and you'll, that's see easy. My, you'll see my face <laughs> doing silly things. That's it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm excited to check it out. And I want to thank you again for being here today, Mark. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Morris and Marissa Eason from Round One Training out of Chesterland, Ohio, in the Cleveland area. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have both of you on. I got I got father and daughter here, so I appreciate both of you. Um, you know, taking some of your time to sit here with me today. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you guys want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Uh, basically, I, I got started, you know, word of mouth, you know, where I started training and I was in the facility in Twinsburg and, and I started working with young kids uh, after I came back to boxing. I was out of it for like 15 years, came back, started boxing. You know, and I know, you know, dealing with kids is dealing with different, you know, ailments as far as uh, depression, uh, confidence and working with them in those areas. So I uh, started working with them and a friend of mine, I worked with his kid and, and it just started to grow. There you go. So you started yourself as a boxer, correct? Yes. There you go. And, and the facility, you guys opened this facility how long ago? About 20 years ago, you said? Uh, just two two years ago here, we've been in different locations. Different locations. Okay. Where'd you guys start off at? Have you always been in the Ohio area? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We was in uh, Twinsburg, Chagrin Falls, Cleveland, uh, just different areas. But yeah, we've been in Ohio in, in that area, Cleveland area. Cool. That's awesome. So, so round one training, I, I would love for you guys to give me your own elevator type pitch of, you know, what you guys do, the services you offer. Uh, a lot of services, you know, it's just, it's a, you know, get fit without the hit. So I work with kids not get to get hit. And I work with, uh, you know, uh, Parkinson uh, adults going through that. And as far as I work with, uh, you know, uh, just 70 years old, just, we work with everyone that needs to uh, get fit and boxing such a, uh, a great sport to give you re flexibility, reflexes, and and and, and also self defense. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Teaches you discipline too, right? That that's something good. I'm, I'm especially with the kids having a lot of kids in there. It teaches them discipline, a, a routine, right? Uh, um, so that awesome to see that you guys. A big focus of yours is with the kids, right? Are you guys more so a, what would you say is like your bread and butter for your facility? Would you say private training is something that you focus on solely? Is it more so the group training aspect? More private. Private yeah. training? But the um, kids, once they like start coming and they start liking it, they're like, oh, can I bring a group of my friends? Yeah. And then we'll get like groups of friends and then more and more people will come. And so it's like a, it's like a fun little party when we get groups. Cool, cool. So, so how big is the facility you guys are in now? It's like pretty big. I was five, five, five hundred. You know, I'm not a carpenter, so <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I would think 500 feet. There you go. Okay, cool. So, so you guys, your bread and butter's private training. You do a little bit of everything, group training as well. Um, how many members are you currently sitting at right now? Right now, we're sitting at roughly, I think, 20. You know, it's, it's, um, I would think 2025, 20, it, it, it varies through the courts. I work with the courts also in Geauga County. Uh, okay. Work with kids discipline, work with Judge Glendale, work with, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, just do a different, right, various ways to work with them. Okay. I'm here, but. 
Cool, cool. So, so, so you guys are sitting at about 25 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? We're trying to hit the gas now, new faces, you know, but you got to focus like a fight. You got to focus on the one in the front of you. Mm-hmm. So I really want to, we have other space that we want to, you know, occupy. Like I said, I want to put it more of a, a outreach with what I do and working with that, you know, just so many various of life, anti-bullying, you know, I work with that and I speak at, you know, right now being sort of, you know, a, a speaker to speak with kids to prevent the bullying. And cause there's so many things that happen because I mean, if you touch one kid, you can touch 19. Right. You know? right. Yeah. So, so out of the 25 members you have, how many would you say are, are kids actually versus adults? What's that split look like? 20. 20 kids. And, and which side do you want to grow, right? So, so you want to grow a little bit. You want to get some more members. Are you trying to get some more kids members or more so the adult fitness side or both? Both. 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 Okay. Yeah, you, know, you know, sometimes you got you to you help the kids through their parents and the and, and, and I found out uh, parents are young kids, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. we all growing. At least he admits it. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So, so you're sitting at 25 members. Um, you do want to see a little bit of growth at, at some rate, right? What type of things are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Uh, we're going to do a fundraiser here. We're going to do awareness uh, uh, the, the 13th of next month, you know, okay. reaching out. You know, I got... Some people come along to to help, like Marissa is the brains of the operation. I just we've been um, <laughs> branching off more, like he was saying, into him doing more public speaking. So as far as going around the schools of like Cleveland, he's done that for a couple of years, but like making it more prominent in the schools, at least like maybe mm-hmm. once a year, going in and like going doing a rundown on basically like because bullying. I don't know about other places, but it's very very big around the schools and us. Like there's a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on and yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so out of the 25 members you have, what would you say is like the best type tactic or strategy for you guys to, to get some more leads coming in, get more members coming in? Would you say community outreach, referrals, word of mouth? Yeah. Yeah. We get pick him up. Um, Say that again. Pick him up. Hold on. Hold on one second. We yeah, got no worries. We could pause it. So here, hold it. All right. Cool. So you guys are sitting at about 25 members right now. What is the best tactic, so to speak, or strategy that you use to get more people coming in through the door? Uh, you know, once again, it's not a cookie cut. You got to deal with each person different. Cause a lot of kids, you know, they're afraid of the contact, but you let them know it's not a contact. You gotta, you know, trust is so important part, you know, win trust and win them over and, you know, and uh, get them away from all these video games, you know? Yeah. 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 So it sounds like for you, in order to get more kids clients, it's a lot of community outreach and referrals, correct? Yes. What, what about the adult side of things? So to get more adult clients, um, how, how do you guys do that? Uh, same thing with Amal, what do you think? I think he he's a very charismatic person, so anytime he goes anywhere, anywhere, he'll stop and say hello and wave and just be him. So he just makes a lot of friends just in his day-to-day contact. There you and go. Like the person he is, people enjoy being around him. 
and like to like come back so like that's how we get the adults i feel like okay. he goes like a lot of networking and just talking and then they just start loving him as a person so then they just start coming and then loving boxing that's cool cool so so how many leads would you say you guys get on like a given weekly or monthly basis given the forms uh, of marketing you know networking community outreach that you do do um a few i would think maybe you know through the week couple not not as many because I, I i have not been advertising meant so much and i have friends come along i have a friend like peter comes in and and others like i have a good friend tim miz and he comes in he wants to market it more and and they pushing it because it's like one of the best kept secrets you know yeah 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 for sure and especially with any business that's like a big um point is being able to market yourself get the name out there put your business in front of other people's eyes um when you say marketing you're gonna have someone help you with that what, what does that look like to you guys um well my dad doesn't he still has eight tracks and cassettes so he doesn't know social media like podcasts he he's very confused when i was clicking stuff but <laughs> we to get him more in the social media aspect because that's is what kids are on all the time now and yeah. so we're trying to get more into marketing like on social media platforms and when it comes to stuff like that and yeah. Have you guys ever thought of doing any type of like paid advertisements on Facebook or Instagram? I think we've have before. Have you? Have before. Okay. How, go nowhere. Yeah, did it it was it was before COVID. So like kind okay. of once COVID came, it was kind of like a break in everything. Right, right. Did you guys do that um in-house when you ran those ads or did you hire like a team to help you out with that? I mean, I always like clients I meet, they come in, they help out, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, staying consistent, then being a, you know, you know, my lot of my 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 work going toward this girl here, you know. I spent, you know, I'm a single dad and she's uh just been my world, you know. And um you would tell him about you what you I do. don't know how we got to talking about me, yeah. but um he has a lot of clients that when they come in, whatever like their field is in, or like whether they're like they do stuff in marketing, whether they do stuff in banking, whether they do yeah. stuff in pretty much anything, whether like anything graphic design, they'll always come in and like help us with services, like mm -hmm. as far as like cleaning like the facility when COVID happened and we were able to re open a lot of um one of his clients is like a professional cleaner so she came in and cleaned the gym for free every week and just stuff like that we're kind of just a big family so like that's cool everybody, they all just clients just kind of come in and just kind of help yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so what's like the goal number for you guys right when you say you want to see yourself grow a little more is there a certain number that you're trying to get to i mean i i, I want to help as many as you know as yeah. i can it's not really, I don't think about a number per se, just more about the impact. Yeah. Because like you can make the biggest impact with still just three people. So I feel like whatever the biggest impact we could put is what we're really trying to do. And we are obviously focusing on like trying to get more people in the gym and more mm -hmm. people coming so that we can make that impact. But we really are just focusing on making sure that like we give everybody the best quality experience like because we also do a lot of like counseling where he does that so we try to just make sure that we can give everybody the time of day anytime and, yeah 
I, I agree. And there is such a thing as growing too fast, right? You don't want to just start piling on more clients. That's like the, the bad thing about doing digital marketing sometimes or running advertisements is that they do work. And when you figure out how to, you know, market the correct way, you could get a lot of new members, a lot of leads coming in, but you, you don't, you want to make sure you're prepared for that growth at the same time. So you're not watering down the, the service, the product that you're giving your clients here. Um, no, the, the, but that's awesome. So, so, what would you say is like your your sales process here for when you do get a lead? Let's say it's myself, right? And I hear about you from a friend or family member. Um, I'm interested in what you guys have going on. What's your process to turn me into a paid member? Um, I just bring them in, you know, and, and, and whatever your need is, you know, it could be losing weight. It could be, you know, uh, confidence. It could be uh, just self-defense. Just getting out of the house. Yes. A lot of people that we work with, like they have depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And like kids that he works with, they come in like not talking to like anybody, like having said a peep. And so he really focuses on like just trying to get them to like speak to him and like just like whether he's like spending the first time that they're coming in like not even working out, but just sitting, talking to each other and just sitting on the machines. Like it's just the fact of like getting here. And he always just makes it like, even if like, you don't have time to stay the full time, like you don't even have to pay me today, but just come in. Like we can box around a little bit. Like we can just have a little fun, just talk, get to know each other. And if you like it, then come back. If you don't, then bye. <laughs> Most of them come back, you know, and, and like you say, this is, this is a this is a platform because as I do, I like look Kobe here, let me see him. Hey Kobe. He's not parking right now. He's not parking. I take him to a, it's like a nursing home. I take them out and we visit, you know, uh, you have a website you can look up, but um, but it's basically, like she said, I, I still got Atrex and LPs and I don't know about the marketing side of things. Yeah, no, and that's okay. Like who's to say, I, I don't think any person got into owning a gym thinking that they're also gonna have to be good at marketing, right? That's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, sometimes you have to focus on the things you are good at that really move the needle forward for you and then pass those things along to someone else. Like who's to say you should spend, you know, 12 hours a day trying to figure out how to market online. Um, you know, and that's a big pain on its own already. Um, so, so cool. So do you have your kids pay like a monthly membership fee? Does this get paid through the city? How does that really work with you guys? I work various ways, you know, some through the courts, some kids, like I work with some kids, they can't afford. Like I have a family, moms, single moms, and, and you know, and they come in and then I have different, I'm a member of this Rotary Club and, and different, it's just, God makes a way, you know, the VFW, they may make a donation, uh, someone comes in and, you know, like I can say, it just, it's, that's why, you know, it's all by the grace of God that things get taken care of. I'm not a religious man, but spiritually connected and you believe that this, it just happens and, you know. Cause yeah. that, um, when people come in, not everybody like pays the same amount of everything. So like, it's basically like what they can pay because dad just really wants to just help anybody he can. Yeah. So whether it's like the full price, whether it's half the price, whether it's $5, like he still just want, he doesn't ever want to turn a kid away or anybody, okay. whether it's an adult either. Okay. And so are you guys um, just trying to figure out to make sure. So are you guys actually, uh, you know, an actual business or more so like, a, what is the word? Like a 
not a charity organization. I can't believe it just passed through me. Do, do you understand what I'm asking here? Thinking about, yeah, we, we, we're more of a business. I mean, go ahead. So basically, does the state pay you guys to stay open? Or are you expected to, you know, cash flow, make profits on your own as a business? Yes, we're expected to make cash flow profits on our own. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. So, so let's see here. So your sales process, what we we're talking about a little bit. So someone comes in, um, what does that look like? Do you guys give them like a consultation? Hey, what are you here for? What are your goals? What's trying, what are you going on? And then from there, you give them like a free trial, a free class type thing. Yes. Yes. Is there a certain amount of time that you put on the free class? Is it just one or, you know, a week, two weeks? I guess it's it more, you know, um, the business aspects, as I'm so given, as she says, you know, it, it, it depends on the individual, you know, what they need. And a lot of this goes beyond being in the gym. It goes home with them. You know, I have kids mm. being in touch with me, working with them, because a lot of times parents, you know, single parents need, need they need male figures in their life. And, and you know, and, um, you know, I got a good teacher with me, Marissa. She keeps me together. So. Yeah. Yeah. And now I like that, Morris, you sound like you're very passionate about that. And, and just the fact that you're willing to, you know, change the price or, or bring it a little lower for kids who can't afford it just to get them in there so they could, you know, live a healthy lifestyle with you. That's really cool to see. And, but I do have to ask, does that ever affect you as the business owner with the way you're positioning your pricing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. And, but and I get him to stop doing it. So. We just ignore him and just let him do it at this point. What about on the adult fitness side, right? Because that's something you could scale a little more. You could charge people a little more money. You know, obviously you have a big passion for the kids too. Um, but but as far as growing the business, have you ever thought of pushing more into the adult fitness side of things? Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's What's that? Um, look, how many... How how many adults do you have in your facility now? I would say we have like so when we were at different facilities when we were in Chagrin Falls when we were in Twinsburg he well that's when I was like a baby but all of those people the like adults they pretty much followed him everywhere he went so the like about seven eight adults we have are like have been with us for like at, like over ten years okay. Okay, cool. And, and what's the main focus for you when you're like, look, I know I've asked this kind of a little bit, when you're looking at growth, it's like, hey, do I want to start pushing towards this more adult fitness side? Or are you trying to get more kids into your facility? I think, you know, I love the kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. And adults going to come, but you know, I got kids I worked with 20 years ago, they, when they're going through trials and struggles, some of them came back to be rabbis, some business owners, you know, like he worked uh, just now uh, this past weekend. He's also a minister, as you can see. But he officiated a wedding for um, someone that, a family that they called him in 15, 18 years ago, because I was a little kid, 18 years ago um, for his drug issue. And he just did their wedding Yeah. Um, 15, cool. 18 years later. So every he really makes an impact. And he's kind of like a second dad to everybody. Morris, you're like a, a jack of all trades here. You box, you're training. You're a preacher, man. You're doing weddings too. During COVID, he started selling masks. Like he was. Everywhere. He started selling masks. I respect it. I respect it. No, that's awesome. How, so, 
How's everything been coming back from COVID for you guys? Have you been able to get back to like your pre-COVID numbers, so to speak? No, you know, and it's, it's all about advertising. Slowly but surely. Yeah. We're getting we're getting there. We see it coming back up where we definitely do. And I, I went to college this past year for my first semester as a freshman. So I was able to like, you know, like talk to like the football players and the basketball players. I'm like, hey, yo, like my dad is a gym. Like up the street when you guys come back next semester like just go so like we had random kids from my college like coming in and just like yeah, yeah. i work with a couple of professionals and because you know by cleveland browns work with a couple of them years ago we're not going to talk about them don't we <laughs> you know. all right all right cool so so another question that i like to ask here morris is um you know if you had like a magic wand right like let's say a magic business wand you could tap your business and it'll be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? It would look like facilities all over helping working with troubled youth, parents, single, you know, more of a that old boys and girls club thing, you know, mm. you know, that's what it would be. I, I think it's needed. And, you know, I have some uh, friends that, I do, like I said, I, I do a lot of ministry. I do a lot of outreach. We were just in uh, New York and he was able to go to like the Boys and Girls Club and like everybody kind of just were fighting over working out with him and like getting like a little training when we were in New York. So we just kind of hoped to like be able to travel and like help everybody from different states and cities, not just cool. Cleveland, Ohio. Awesome. Awesome. So eventually you guys want to open up possibly another couple facilities in the area, maybe in different states as well. What's step one to get to that point, right? Because obviously, you know, first you'd have to figure out this facility, right? Figure out how to scale this one. So then it's just copy and paste. So you take the business plan from this and like, hey, let's just paste it to these other businesses. So so for step one, what would that be in this facility? Uh, step one would be uh, the right team. You know, because like I'm like the fighter, you know, send me to the job. You know, you got to have management. Yeah. You got to have, you know, someone to come along. Like I got a management here, my daughter. So <laughs> shout know. out to the daughter. How big, how big is the team right now? There yeah. is me, him, and maybe two other people. Okay. And the two other people, are they trainers? Um. Well, I mean, if we're talking about trainers, my older brother comes in and he's okay. about to he is hoping to fund his college so that he can go for like actual personal training cool. and nutrition and all of that. So my brother and him, and then kind of when he has friends that like kind of come in, like- I have a good friend like Peter, he comes in, he's a, a business, he was a sport agent for some of the top NFL players. I just met, you know, him. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know who they are. And we start working, they come in and and um, they they just step in to help because I do what I do, you know, like yeah. you say, yeah. And he's a very fighter mentality. Like I'm one person in the ring, so I have to do everything. So we're kind of just trying to, since I'm getting older, I can, I have a little bit more of like a leverage. So I've been trying to get him out of like that thinking and that process. Right, right. It always tough as a business owner, you have so many hats to wear and then you got to pick which hat is the most important one to wear at the time, right? And then which ones to pass along to someone else. Morris, what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck that's been holding you back from being able to expand the way you want to and open more locations? You know, um, I would say funding, you know, and uh, just just the right team, you know, and 
you know, uh, is really, you know, advertisement. It's like a like a stew. You got so many things you got to put in there, and if you got one bad piece in there, it doesn't make the whole stew bad. So I need I need all of it to really to grow. You know, you need the right team. You need the right management. You need the right uh, counseling. You need the right business aspects. You need the right accounting. You know, everything got to come together. I also think um, it's just been me and my dad like my whole life because my mom passed away when I was younger. So I think he's really obsessed with me. <laughs> really obsessed with me. And I think That's cute. I have a daughter too. I have a 18 month old. She's oh, about to be two. So she's still a baby. We're going to share a haircut one day. Yeah. <laughs> I, always think, I always say God gave his only son that we should have, have life. If he had a daughter, he wouldn't have gave her up. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. That's that. like he needs to really focus on himself like because he's a very giving person. He focuses on his mom, his yeah. sister, and me, everybody. And I feel like he just needs to focus on him. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a, I mean, it's hard as a business owner, right? Because you know, I could tell you have a passion for your members, for what you do, for training. But at the same time, sometimes you have to do what's best for yourself as a business owner and what's best for your family, right? And sometimes that's not always what's best for the client. Sometimes that means, you know, raising prices or, you know, keeping prices consistent. Um, but no, okay, so, so Morris, we know obviously what you want for your business now, right? We know you have a passion for, you know, community outreach for training the kids for changing lives but what is it that you want the business to give back to you right what do you want the business to do for you and your family at the end of the day uh end of the day just security and 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 and, and have a legacy to keep going growing you know I, I, what do you say i was gonna say and legal because he didn't really get into his life story right lately or in this podcast but um i think he has a very big passion in making every and like making his life like right and legal and and like i i think he really does want to go back to school even though he doesn't say that i think he wants he hopes that he'll go back to school one day at least yeah. i hope he'll go back to school one day because he's so smart and i feel like he could just do whatever and i feel like i feel like he has a tendency to like give what he gets to other people yeah. So I just kind of hope that for like what this business does for us is like him being able to like really accept like what he's done and the impact he's made and like let it make an impact on him. What do you think, Morris? You going? Are, are we going back to school, or, or is Marissa just talking over here? What, what are you thinking on that one? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to just... you know, I'm mean, back to school. You know, I left school when I was in the ninth grade and joined the army. I, yeah. I, I waited on my birthday. Long story short. But, 15, uh, 15, whited out his birthday, got wow. on the army bus <laughs> and went away. Yeah, I was being bullied, so I ran away, but it's just a lot. But yeah, I see my, I really want to go back to school. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I have a laugh and, you know, my IQ is like one below. No, it's not. He's lying. <laughs> his IQ is fantastic and he's so smart and I yeah. don't like that he says that. Yeah. He's Yeah. Cool. And More so when that. did you start boxing professionally, Morris? Uh, like in 1980, uh, 81. Cool. You know, yeah. And How old were you? I was, uh, was in 81. I had to be like <laughs> night 18. 18 Someone 19. in the, um, one of his sergeants in the army saw him being bullied and he's like, bro, you can't keep getting bullied like this. Like come to the ring. Like we're going to teach yeah. you how to fight. 
and then he got, really learned how to fight. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I was, I was, I was always bullied. That's why I got a passion for kids, and uh, I always have them laughing, bully. You know, they would make fun of me. I said, throw a rock at me, I pass the same rock twice because I be running so fast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, had to, I had to learn how to defend, and and I work with a lot of kids that's going through that now. You know, depression, suicide problems. You know, and and, and this is just a part of what a gym can do for you. You know, that yeah. confidence yeah. and you know, build a self-esteem. So for you, it's kind of more about you know impacting people that are either have gone through similar situations as you or, you know, similar upbringing. Yes. Cool. Cool. I love it. You guys, I I appreciate both of you. I think that's a pretty good spot to start to wrap things up on this episode, but before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Wait, hold on. Give me a second. I I think it's morrisseason.com. Um, we're going to get him a Instagram. We're going to make him one. So look, just look for round one ministries anywhere. Round, They're yeah. Morris Eason. Morris Eason.com. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, you guys, Morris and Marissa Eason from round one training, round one ministry out of Chesterland, Ohio in the Cleveland area. Um, I appreciate both of you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Shannon Hoke of Inner Strength Fitness and Yoga Studio coming to you from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Shannon, how are you today? What's going on? Good. Uh, Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. I I can't wait to pick your brain on this and, and sort of explore the inner workings of inner strength. Before we do that, and before we venture down the rabbit hole of, of what the business looks like, talk to us a little bit about what, it, what we're here to talk about in the first place. When you describe inner strength, what do you tell people? Um, I would say inner strength, we are a community of kind of like-minded people who just want to find a place where you can work out 
not only for the physical, but for the mental. So it's most, a lot of people come here, come for the social side of it, come for the just feeling better about yourself um, and just feeling a little health, getting a little healthier, a little stronger. That's kind of what our group is. Yeah. And so everybody coming for their own purposes, but not necessarily just focused on the training and, and the appearances of it is an emotional component. There's a mental component. There's a lot of things yes. that we look at beyond just aesthetics here. Shannon, take us back to when the idea sparked in your head, hey, I'm going to open up my own studio. Not necessarily the day you opened the doors. When did the idea come about that you could do this on your own? Um, well, to be honest, I started... So I was taught a lot of group fitness classes. I taught at a lot of different gyms and I enjoyed it. I loved it, but I felt like there were things that um, I, we could improve on the classes. I always wanted to try different things. And when you're at a bunch of different places, sometimes it's difficult to try different things. Um, and so I had another friend who was kind of in the same boat. She actually started the studio and oh. I came on as someone, as a, an instructor with her, trying to help her make a go of it. Okay. Um, so after about a year, she asked if I would be interested in partnering with her. And I had been teaching here a year. And so I said, sure, let's see what we can, you know, what we can do. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's kind of why I, you know, it just allowed me a little more flexibility to try some things to, and I think our biggest thing is we wanted an instructor group to bring in who we thought were the best instructors around um, to give people the best class experience that they could get. Sure. And so originally it wasn't your idea. You sort of joined on board and have since been able to mold it in your vision. Now, I wanna, I wanna sort of take a step back and at least sort of analyze the time that you have been the owner so far. Since okay. you've been a part of this, what's been your favorite part about owning your own business? And, and then as a follow-up, what's been the hardest part about owning your own business? Um, my favorite part are the people that come here. I have, and my instructors, I have the best instructor group, uh, super supportive, will jump in and help and our friends. And the people who come here are kind of the same way. Um, I enjoy coming in here every day and seeing the, the faces, the people who just want to feel better, get stronger, um, feel better about themselves, and just have fun. We come in and we just have fun here. Um, and that's a big part of it, I think. People are the best part. What's the most hard? What's the most challenging? The most challenging is just it never, it's a constant. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so you never really get a day off. <laughs> yeah. Even on vacation, I will get calls about things that go on. I'll get texts about things that go on. Um, and also, I just it's hard to shut down your head because I'm constantly thinking about new things I want to do or what, what can we do this month to you know, make something exciting, something new, what are new classes, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, now, Shannon, I have, I have probably somewhat of a tough question, but a lot of the time when I hear 
business owners say that they feel like it's a, it's a constant grind. It's because they personally want to be involved in every aspect of the business. <laughs> Have you ever considered bringing on somebody or, or hiring out some of the roles that you do so that you don't feel like you need to be there every single day? Um, I have. And, uh, and I think if I will be honest, pre COVID, that's kind of where I was looking. Ah, um, and that then, certainly changes things. Yeah. Right? And then once COVID hit, um, that really, yeah, that changed a lot. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and you're not alone in that boat. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just trying to kind of get things back to where we were. Mm. I did have someone before COVID who ran my yoga studio. Um, and that, so I did have that part of it kind of out of my wheelhouse. Right. Right. Um, but during COVID they decided they just couldn't do it anymore. And you know, it's tough when, you know, people aren't coming. <laughs> so yeah. when we're not right? able to, to generate meaningful yeah. revenue. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, now that we're back so far, so good with it. And even when she was helping me, I mean, she did take a big chunk of, she kind of took probably a quarter of the classes off of my, me having to worry about getting subs and worrying about at special events and all that. Sure. Um, but, uh, We'll see. I might yeah. try. It's also so something, something to strive for and, and a goal yeah. to target here down the line. Now, in the vein of building back to pre-COVID, how far or how close are you to getting where we were late 2019 or early 2020 numbers? Uh, we're getting there. Um, I, we were below, you know, we were probably cut our membership in half during COVID. Oof. Less than yeah. half. Yeah. So, I mean, we had to shut down twice um, and, uh, and then people just, it's especially group fitness, uh, people are a little nervous to come back and work out in a group, big group environment, right? Yep. Um, so, we're getting there. Now that we're back, I think people are feeling more comfortable in general about sure. the whole situation. Sure. And so, we're, we are back up to about, what, 75% of what we were at. Okay, so um, some room to go still. And so let me ask you this sort of forward thinking. Once we get back to those pre-COVID levels, can you guys still go beyond that? Or is that pretty close to capacity in the, the facility that you're in? Uh, no, I mean, in terms of group fitness, uh, you know, we can get, definitely we can increase the number of people in our classes. Um, I could still use a space for more personal training. And that's kind of what I'm looking at increasing now is I've, I have a couple other instructors who are interested in doing more personal training. So uh -huh. I'm going to try to use the space, um, during the days for that. Our limitation is I run, we have two rooms and we run classes early morning, morning and evenings. And that limits, we don't really have the space for training then. Sure. I mean, oh. everybody wants to be there at similar times. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah that's, how, that's how fitness goes. And so somewhat of a physical capacity, but some, some levers to play with and moving people around in different time slots and personal training is probably a good avenue to do yeah. that, if we're being honest. Now, Shannon, most of the people that listen to this podcast, especially people in, in similar business models to you, tune in because they're looking for ways that they can find new people to bring in. And so post COVID, how, so far at least, how have you been 
restoring some of that, some of that membership? What's been working from a marketing standpoint? Um, so I would say we do a lot. I, we do a lot of different things, but we do email. So I do email blasts pretty consistently. I have someone who helps me with the social media. Okay. So that's been a huge help. Um, luckily, it's a family friend who also is an instructor. So she <laughs> good to know people. Yeah. And she's uh, younger. So it's awesome. So she kind of lo- she likes doing it. Yeah. Um, so she's been taking over, which was a big I will say that took a big chunk off my plate because social media, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so- is this for you guys, the social media piece, at least, is this organically driven, we're posting content and engaging with people, or have we put an advertising budget and and sort of tried to expand that reach a little bit? Uh, Organically driven. I do a little bit of paid on Facebook, or not on Facebook, on um, Google. Um, But uh, other than that, no, it's just organically driven. What's Uh, been your experience with the Google paid ads? You know, it's all right. It, It brings in... Well, I shouldn't say that. You know, I I feel like actually more and more people are saying they're noticing us online um, where they used to, it was more mainly word of mouth. So that does seem to be worth it. Like I was trying to look at like the return on investment, which is a little difficult with group fitness, trying to figure out how all that comes through. But um, I do see more and more coming back online and I'm assuming that's through the the Google. So yeah. Have you thought about putting any of that advertising budget into Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever other platforms? Yeah, I've on? done Facebook a little bit. Haven't seen a lot with Facebook, um, but I, I would consider, inst- I think Instagram is more the way to go. So I would consider Instagram. Yeah. I mean, um, all of these are viable channels, right? There's yeah. examples of businesses killing it on each one of those platforms. It's more or less just one, what makes the most sense for our demographic? Yeah. Two, how can we sort of crack the code and figure out how to play the game so that, like you said, we're not just blindly spending money. Yeah. Right? yeah. In a small business like this post-COVID, we don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to just throw at a wall and see what sticks. No, and so see what works. Yeah. We got to be a little bit more strategic about yeah. anything, any sort of expenditures. Now, Walk us through the next step in the process, Shannon. Obviously, we can generate all the leads in the world, but at some point we need to transition those leads into paying customers. And so if someone reaches out, I reach out to you, hey, I'm interested in becoming a member at the studio. What is that process like between that moment and when I actually sign up as a member? Uh, well, um, usually if they, you know, if we talk to them, um, Basically, I'll just kind of explain our community. We give them, I have, usually I have one special. So we did do the first class free for a while. I do a half off five class pass so that have intro offers. Usually the intro offers, I like to do sort of a half off of five class. That way people can try out all different types of classes and see what they like. Um, I feel like with the first class thing, sometimes people came, they tried one class. It wasn't their thing. They never came back. So um, the half off the five class works really well. Yeah, um, because we you guys have so many different types of classes. You mean is that what you're saying? Yeah, and so many different types of instructors. So people uh, may uh, find uh. that they like a certain instructor better than another. They may find they like strength tra- training classes better than cardio classes. They like sure. spin. You know, we offer so many different types 
So I like to give them that opportunity to try a little bit of everything. And that's what I always tell people. I say, try, try a variety of classes, see what you like, you know, and I, and I tell, you know, you're not going to like everything probably, but hopefully you'll find something you enjoy. And, um, and that seems to work pretty well. I think that's worked much better than the one free class idea. I think there's a big psychological change from a buyer perspective in regards to free class versus paying any amount, whatever the amount is paying any amount for five sessions. If we're, if we're to look at any other industry besides fitness, if, if a new restaurant opened in Bethlehem mm -hmm. and you went there, had a great dinner, there's no chance that you would walk away for free at the end of the meal. It doesn't no. work that way. You would pay for it. Yeah. Fitness is, is so unique in that way, but I think we still do need to have this sort of a sampler platter, if you will, if we could describe it that way. So the front end, we go half off five class pass. It gives people an idea. Now with that, what happens beyond that? Are you sort of sitting down and going over membership options? What is who, I guess, who in the business is typically handling that sort of conversation? Is it you? Uh, it's me or it's my instructors. My instructors all do a really oh, good okay. So yeah, my, my committee then? Yeah, I give them free, yeah, they do free. We use, I don't know, but we use a mind body. Yeah. And so- um, Fairly seamless able, and straightforward. Yeah, they're able to sign people up. They're able to do all that for me. Um, get new people in the door. They, a lot of them are great about, um, you know, explaining all the different types of classes, explaining, you know, what other classes they teach, what other classes might be similar to what, you know, this person wants. You kind of get a feel for when you have a person come in I feel like when you talk to them and I feel like my instructors have all done it long enough that they can kind of tell what a person might enjoy sure. and kind of steer them that direction. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works that we. Okay. We and so, I mean, we sort of explored where we're getting leads from in terms of the sales process itself. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, do you track or do you have a gut feeling for how many people were actually converting and signing up? based on that, like we could have all of the leads in the world, but if we're not signing anybody up, it doesn't much mean anything. Do you guys have like a closing percentage or any sort of metric like that, that you guys look at? I do. I, because of mind body, I have reports I can see right there. Like how yeah, yeah. many people, how many new people um, come and then how many are converted. And um, we do a pretty good job. I'm trying to think we're like, I think we're over 50% of conversion rate. Um, okay, so that's pretty good for you. What do you think takes that to, I don't know, 60, 70? Um, and I should look because it might be higher than that now. Because I think when we had the first class- Higher is better. <laughs> that's a good yeah, thing, Janet. I'm thinking about it now because when we had the first class free, it was like about over 50%. I'm going to guess now because it seems like most people, I will tell you because I kind of get to know most of the people who come because they're not very big. I would say most people come back and buy okay. something. So either so, they buy a membership or they buy another class pack or they, you know, sure. drop in, whatever. Most people come back. So we're not losing too many people throughout the sales process. And, and we already sort of touched on retention throughout the last 24, 30 months. Retention has been a, a nightmare for everybody. But <laughs> getting better. <laughs> getting better, certainly. Yeah. In your mind, what contributes most to someone maintaining a, a 
membership or, or the longevity of that membership? What's sort of the biggest driving factor for you guys? I feel like at our, at our place, it's people coming in and feeling, um, I shouldn't, I don't know about comfortable, but feeling like this is a place I want to come back to because I feel like these you know, people are super friendly. I'm feeling like this is somewhere I can feel comfortable, not intimidated to work out. And, um, you know, we're small, a small community. I, I will like people come in the door to classes and not only do my instructors go up to them, but people in the classes go up to them and start talking to them and saying, Hey, you know, helping them get set up, helping them do things. And I think that's really what people come back for um, yeah. is that environment. Sure. Uh, and that's what they'll tell me. They'll tell me you guys have, you have the best instructors. You have the friendliest clients and that's what if people, people are using the service. They're probably going to continue to use the service. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So our most engaged customers are the best ones. Oh yeah. Now uh, Shannon, big picture this with me for a minute because we looked at sort of short term we want to rebuild the membership do we have a, a little bit of room for growth beyond that certainly is pt front of mind in, in sort of filling some of those time gaps yeah of course but longer term what's what's sort of the play here for you five years down the road what's your vision for this business oh I, you know, that's somewhere I'm not as good at is the future of it. I don't think I, um, maybe I guess what I'd look at is eventually, I think I would like to be able to pass it on to someone who wants to grow it. I'm not, I love it how it is. Perfect size, perfect for me, where we're at right now. Um, just increasing maybe the personal training and that sort of thing is, is good at this point. Um, I don't really envision opening other places right at this point, <laughs> maybe yeah. because COVID and all that's too fresh still. And I can't, yeah, maybe it's still lingering <laughs> and we're a little jaded, uh, but yeah. I, I think it's interesting because our industry is, is so ego driven and sometimes we, we align success with how many locations do you have? How many members do you have? How many Lamborghinis in your driveway, but a lot of the time that's, that's, that doesn't quite coincide with people that actually care about the membership. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I right. think there's this interesting balance between passion and, and really, really helping people and profit. And from my perspective, at least the best examples that I talk to are, are usually somewhere in the middle, right? We yeah. know it's a business. We're not doing it for free. But fitness is very unique in that it's it's bigger than dollar signs and EFTs. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely. That's kind of what I base my business on. I'm more here, you know, obviously I want to make some money so I can stay. Yeah, nobody <laughs> I've ever right? spoken to is against making more money, <laughs> that's for sure. But I also, like I said, it's also <laughs> intrinsic for me. It's like, it's, it just makes me feel good to be here and to be part of this. Yeah, there's more to it. Right? Yeah. The and paycheck is worth it. We still want that. Let's yeah. not, let's not confuse ourselves. But, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, there's, there's things we can hang our hat on yeah. other than that as well. Shannon, I think that is a tremendous place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But before we do that, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this? What's the best website? Where can they find you on social media? 
Sure. So we are um, innerstrengthfitnessstudio.com is our website. Um, and I am blanking on our Instagram. It's, it, I think if you just look up um, Inner Strength Fitness Studio, I believe on Facebook and then our, is it, what is it? I'm terrible. See, that's why I passed on the social media onto someone. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we leave it to the younger crowd. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll tag you. Shannon, this has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate Sure. Yeah. Your, thank your you. willingness to contribute and, and sort of help out the industry as a whole. I think this type of conversation amongst entrepreneurs really, really helps to, to get some gears turning and open mm -hmm. some eyes to new perspectives. So I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see the rebound for you here now oh. that you can operate with some normalcy and we'll be cheering for you. That's for sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.